It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Situation in Russia and Ukraine continues to escalate, as we talked about uh, all week long, that uh, knot of war has been cinched ever tighter. But is there still a path out? That's the thing we're trying to figure out. And is there a way to loosen that knot? Is there enough energy amongst the allies and with Vladimir Putin to actually do that? If you missed the last segment, we broke it down a little bit with uh, Charlotte Lawson from the dispatch. In terms of just the vast difference of this kind of operation from things in the past where you would take intelligence, you would keep that to yourself, you'd do everything to make sure that doesn't leak so that you could use it and have that be actionable intelligence. Now we're in this very different phase where uh, the State Department and uh, governments around the world are saying, no, we're going to put everything out there and see if uh, having all the information out, especially as it relates to things like false flags and so on, that... uh, see if that doesn't change the dynamic of what Vladimir Putin chooses to do. So as we watch the latest reports, again, if you're just joining us, we expect to hear from President Biden coming up at the top of the hour uh, with an update. He's currently meeting uh, with allies, uh, including German Chancellor Schultz, uh, President uh, Macron from France, and uh, uh, Prime Minister Johnson from the UK, I believe Italy and Poland are also part of that meeting going on currently with President Biden. And he will, again, give an update we're expecting right at 2 o'clock. So we will follow that closely. Uh, also uh, of note, just the latest update uh, in the White House press briefing, which is going on as we speak, uh, White House Deputy National Security Advisor Ann Neuberger Uh, confirmed that Russia was behind the cyber attacks in Ukraine, uh, saying we believe the Russian government is responsible for the widespread cyber attacks on Ukrainian banks. Again, trying to undermine the confidence of Ukrainians uh, as it relates to their own money and what's happening there. We also know that the State Department has been saying that the the car, the vehicle blown up uh, in Donetsk was part of a a false flag operation from Russia. So they're continuing to monitor that. We also know that there's a, a lot of chatter coming out of the pro-Russian region uh, that uh, the leaders there are encouraging citizens to move to Russia uh, to evacuate there uh, with the threat of a Ukrainian response. Of course, Ukraine has given strict orders that they're not even to return fire uh, in any of those regions. So Again, a lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation, and a lot of information out there that we normally don't see in this kind of international conflict. So this is a, a new phase. It's a, a high-risk operation in terms of putting that out there. Does that undermine the credibility of our intelligence uh, as Vladimir Putin tries to work around it or to make it seem like we didn't know uh, what he was going to do next? So I want to break down a couple of things in this segment. Uh, Going back to the beginning of the day, after a meeting with NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, said the U.S. would continue to seek diplomacy with Russia, uh, but was ready to level sanctions against Moscow if needed. We remain, of course, open to 
and desirous of diplomacy as it relates to the dialogue and the discussions we have had with Russia. But we are also committed, if Russia takes aggressive action, to ensuring there will be severe consequence in terms of the economic sanctions we have discussed. That's Vice President Harris on the world stage there, playing an important role. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was at the Munich Security Confidence, uh, Conference in Germany today. And he said that he's concerned Russia is pursuing these false flag operations rather than really coming to the table to find diplomacy. Even as we are doing everything we possibly can to make clear that there's a diplomatic path, that this has to be resolved, the differences have to be resolved through dialogue, through diplomacy, uh, we are deeply concerned that that is not the path that uh, Russia has embarked on and that everything that we're seeing, including what you've described in the last uh, 24, 48 hours, is part of uh, a scenario that is already in play of creating uh, false provocations, of then having to respond to those provocations and then ultimately um, committing new aggression against Ukraine. So again, that's Secretary of State Blinken, uh, who has really been the, the leading voice in laying out all of these scenarios and really trying to uncover and to take all of the, the secrecy out of what Russia might do. And again, not allowing Russia to have that false pretext in terms of an invasion into Ukraine or any kind of operation there. And I think from a communication standpoint, standpoint I think Secretary Blinken has done a good job in terms of laying out the case uh, with some consistency uh, over the last few days that I think has been very important. Also today in a joint news conference with uh, Pol- his Polish counterpart, Secretary Def- Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin warned uh, Russia invasion into Ukraine uh, could happen anytime. All of the indicators uh, continue to indicate that uh, you know he will maintain the capability to uh, launch an attack at, at, at most any time. Uh, so that was uh, Lloyd Austin. And uh, going back again to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, uh, he emphasized the importance of the NATO alliance in managing the Russian military president presence near Ukraine. I think President Putin's been a little bit surprised at that solidarity, at the way that NATO uh, has come together, the European Union has come together. Uh, we've come together individually uh, as partners. We come together institutionally. Uh, as long as we maintain that solidarity, uh, we will either way, whichever path President Putin chooses, uh, we'll be ready to respond. I think that was an important message as well. It's one that uh, has been interesting for us to watch, that the NATO alliance has seemingly gotten stronger over the course of the past week. Uh, early on uh, in this buildup of Russian forces on Ukraine's border, there were times where Germany didn't seem too anxious to get involved or to make a strong case or a strong stance. Uh, obviously, they're very dependent on that natural gas and oil coming from Russia, so that put them in a, a bit of a precarious position. But it seems that they have uh, fully moved on board, and this is going to be another interesting thing to see coming out of this meeting. Again, currently you have uh, President Biden uh, along with the German Chancellor and leaders from France, the U.K., Italy and Poland uh, all on talking to one another and looking at strategy and tactics and where they are and what actually comes next. 
But I do think it has been a little surprising to Vladimir Putin that the allies have remained so closely aligned, that the the cracks that I think um, uh, that Putin was trying to exploit or drive a wedge through just have not happened. Uh, Those wedges have been removed and the alliance seems to be quite strong. So that's going to be an interesting thing. And another calculation, uh, all of this information coming out from the allies has forced Vladimir Putin to do something he doesn't often have to do, and that is continually recalibrate the strategy. We'll uh, take President Biden's uh, message to the nation live when it comes up at 2 o'clock. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.